Screenless. That's one child. That's number two child. Oh, that's a wife. Dan? What's that? What's that noise? What are you doing? I'm wrapping the family in bubble wrap. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure that's necessary. Oh, I think social distancing, staying two meters apart, staying indoors as much as possible. I think that's probably enough to do your part. Oh, keep everyone safe. Oh, okay. I think the bubble wrap might be a bit. They are turning a little blue. <laughs> Hang on a second. And it's not going to sound very good for the podcast, is it? No. No. Constant okay. rustling. I, th- I think I better cut them out, don't you? Okay. Okay. Go okay. on. Opening scene and action. I've forgotten how we start. Well, I think it should start with some exceptionally moody synth based music. And uh, voiceover, <laughs> lockdown 2020. Or we could be more lighthearted than that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. How are you, Dan? Uh, I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's all been a little bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit weird, yeah. It's very weird. I took a walk round to the pharmacy to pick some meds up, obviously, for the kids. And um, yeah, it was all very strange. I mean, mm. I, I get that this is absolutely necessary and uh, and all the rest of it, and, and we should all be doing this. But, you know, when you're queuing outside, there was a queue of, I don't know, eight to ten people, all two metres apart coming out of the pharmacy. They were only letting one person in at a time, and there was big cordons up two metres away from the counter, and they would throw the stuff at you. That's so strange. It's just... It's mad. It is madness, but at the same time, it's totally sensible. You know, yeah. I, I get, I get why it's being done. It's just strange. Well, the reaction has been sensible, isn't it? The yeah, the whole concept of what's going on is the thing that is a bit mind blowing. Yeah, and the fact that everyone in the world is in the same boat and everything. Joe Wicks seems to be quite popular at the moment. Joe Wicks is <laughs> yeah, good lad, good lad. Every day with the kids, we're up. We're at it at nine o'clock. I must admit that he absolutely destroyed me last week. I uh, I had trouble bending down to feed the cats, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I'm all right this week. Yeah, no, I just started it this morning because I I would usually go to the gym for a run, but uh, obviously that can't happen. So I I thought last week gonna have a week off, and then I I did Joe Wicks from last Monday this morning, so I could do it earlier, uh-huh. and my goodness <laughs> good though yeah it's great no, what he's doing it's fantastic and, uh, what he's doing i think he's being joined by people all over the world isn't he so it's that's great yeah all over and he's very not quite hit a million people tuning into the live yet but really close i think last oh. thursday was like something like a couple of hundred thousand underneath a million um but mm. the, the repeats are picking up like i think it's in like 10 million views or something already yeah. Over that, it's r- ridiculous. But yeah, it's, it's really good. And closer to home to our composing community, uh, Michael Price has been doing his coffee breaks yeah. of a Monday afternoon at 3pm. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't 
check that out, you really should uh, just follow Michael on his social media. Yeah. And he advertises it, doesn't he? Yeah. You can register. Yeah. Um, it's on Facebook and then you can register it, uh, register mm. for it and, um, and then join the Zoom. Yeah. So this episode really is about uh, kind of reflecting on the current situation. Uh, you'll find out in behind the scenes all the encouragement uh, to do certain things and to be mindful of anxiety and yeah. uh, all those things. And actually looking at the weird positives that are happening as well. Yeah, I think it's also important to remember because I think as soon as this happened, lots of people were like, oh, well, that book that you've got in you or that symphony or that piece <laughs> yeah. of art, now you've got all the time in the world to do it. And actually, it's all right to just sit in your pants and binge Disney Plus if that's what is going to get you through it, I think. You know, you don't have to. Were you watching me last week? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you don't have to create a blooming masterpiece. Not everything that you do is going to be the greatest thing ever. And yeah. um, when you're in weird times like this, even more so. Mm. And so, it takes a little while to adjust, doesn't it? I feel yeah, a whole lot yeah. better this week than I did last week. Oh, last week was difficult. Last week I found it very difficult turning up for, well, yeah. I say turning up for work, obviously. You know. <laughs> um, but <sighs> climbing those stairs, I would then get into the studio and not actually spend a great deal of time doing anything productive i do little bits and bobs mm. but there was a lot of finding distractions yeah and i think it's really important to note that that's okay yeah absolutely you know we all deal with things in our own ways yeah. um but yeah generally we'll we'll find a groove i'm sure yeah yeah i'm sure we will so yeah coming up we have some amazing guests don't we we do. Lovely, lovely folks. Very kindly agreed to come on and have a chat about uh, what they're going through and, um, you know, business and personal. Yeah. So that was really, really nice of them to come on and we thank them very much. We certainly do, lovely people. Dan, for one time only, you can come back and say... <coughs> la, 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 Me, 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 me. <laughs> Did you know what you were going to do then? No, nope. it just <laughs> it just just made it up on the spot like I do for all of them. You got all geared up then, and then your inner Smurf just <laughs> showed up and took over. Yeah, Papa Smurf. It's the beard. It's the beard. Yeah, winter beard in March. Really? Winter beard in Winter beard in March, which is the uh, name of my new prog album. <laughs> Cue the music. Okay, so I have been distracting myself with uh, <laughs> I I hate to say it, Disney Plus. Yay! Last week, yeah. So that's been a nice distraction. Mandalorian has been quite a nice thing to watch. Three episodes in. Um, we talked a little bit about the soundtrack, didn't we, to the Mandalorian? We did. Yes, um, it's it's growing on me, but yes, right now, to the episode one, it just didn't seem very Star Warsy to me at all. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, I, I know a lot of people are really, really enjoying the Mandalorian. There's a few bits that I don't like. Mm. I think the tone in general is fantastic. I think the the way it looks, the way it's shot, the acting. I am getting on board with the music, 
but there is something that is connected to the music. And this might not be down to the composer. This could be a, a general thing. There seems to be this really cheesy, oh, let's make it a heroic moment. And they put a fanfare on it. And yeah. there was a moment in the third episode, and I'm, I'm going to try and do this without any kind of spoilers, just in case people haven't seen it yet. But there's a moment where one character looks at another character and salutes them. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And yes. there was absolutely no need for this ridiculous, as if there's some sort of, I don't know, it's just like, oh. Yeah. And Lizzie and I looked at each other and just burst into hysterics. And it's just kind of like ruined. Yeah, we did exactly it was such, the same thing. It was exactly such a great episode. It was so full of tension and it had some great action sequences. And then they did that at the end and it's like, oh, for God's <laughs> sake, what is that about? Yeah. But that's, that's you know, that's just my personal opinion. Um, yes. I'm sure there's people who thought it was brilliant. It's but. a nitpick though, isn't it? Because uh, it is think, a nitpick. I think generally yeah. it's, uh, the tone's really good. It's phenomenal. The way it looks and everything. Yeah. Uh, I love the, the end credits where they show the, um, uh, the concept art. Oh yeah. It's really good. It's that's really just, because I love all that. I've got the other sort of Star Wars you know, yeah. the art of books and all that. I, I love, I love having a, a, a peruse through mm. those. Um, anyway, if you've uh, just tuned in, welcome to the Disney plus podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, we should probably, uh, maybe even just trim this down a little bit. What have you been watching? Well, I have also done a bit of the Disney plus stuff. We've been working through a load of old, we've been watching films with the kids. So we've been going through some of the ones that we used to watch or, are slightly older that they yeah. perhaps wouldn't have seen. Uh, we watched The Adams Family last night. Oh, nice. I'd forgotten how good that is. Yeah. It's ridiculous, and that's what makes it so wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I've been listening to uh, a couple of podcasts, which are good. The Horn Section podcast, obviously, you know, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's just guaranteed, guaranteed to lift your spirits. It's so silly. And the other one is Music Life. I think that's what it's called. I'm going to have to double check it now. While you do that, I've been uh, listening to the Ron Burgundy podcast. <laughs> Did you know there was a Ron Burgundy <laughs> it's, podcast? Well, just start it from the start. It, it's Well, it's Ron Burgundy doing a podcast with, <laughs> with his poor producer. <laughs> yeah, quite ridiculous. Well recommended. That sounds right up my, uh, right up my street. Uh, right, it's called Music Life and it's on the World Service Okay, and they have lots of musicians talking about different aspects of uh, of their work, their life, and stuff. It's really good. Uh, there was a very oh. good one with John Hopkins, Max Cooper, Anna Meredith, and uh, Holly Herndon talking about their creative process. Fabulous! That was the one that got me into it. That's really good. One related to that uh, is soul music. I don't know if you've heard that. No, it's a Radio Four show, and it's all about one song and then the personal stories that kind of sprout up from, you know, this person, it affected their life because of this oh, and, cool. and so on. Really, really good. Cool. And books. Books. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I've just, f just finished, uh, every tools a hammer by Adam Savage, who was one of the Mythbusters. He, I mean, he was a special effects dude. So he, he used to work for ILM and stuff. Mm. Um, that's really good because it's all about his, all the sort of tips and tricks that he's learned over the years. Uh, and it's not all kind of, you know, use this kind of epoxy 
for sticking these two things together. It's all about the best way to manage yourself, the best way to write lists, doing this kind of stuff, best way to organise this, best way to organise that. Um, it's all stuff that's transferable rather than it mm. being specific to sort of model making or anything. So that's really cool. And uh, I think I'm going to reread How Music Works by John Powell. Not that John Powell. It's a different John Powell. Uh. But that's very good. That goes into the science behind music and why that oh, works. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, we also had some recommendations from uh, fellow composers. Simon Whiteside said, uh, Light Reading, No Minor Chords by Andre Previn about his time and- in Hollywood. Sounds interesting. Andrew Preview. Andrew Preview. And uh, on the track, he says, is still the best book on scoring in his opinion. Yeah. I've not read that. No, but, um, me neither. Yeah, but sounds good. What, what do I know? Uh, yeah, Frank, Frank Ilfman, Adler's Book of Orchestration, absolute classic, that one. Yeah. Uh, I think anyone who goes to any university and does uh, mm-hmm. music ends up with uh, Adler's Book of Orchestration. On the business side of things, there are several organisations that may be able to help. The first one we'll mention is the PRS Foundation. There's their usual Musicians Relief Fund, um, which is something you have to apply for and can be means tested if you're really up against it. And there's also the Spotify COVID-19 Music Relief Project, um, which I believe is a charity-based thing that uh, for every pound that gets donated, Spotify will match that pound. Is that right, Gareth? That is correct. Right. About time to. <laughs> yes. Yes. How about just a decent cut, Spotify? Thank you. Also, the Musicians' Union, if you're a, a live musician or a touring musician, the Musicians' Union Coronavirus Hardship Fund is open for applicants. Again, you really need to be in the situation that a lot of musicians are, actually, where you've fallen off a cliff edge, you can't pay your bills, um, you don't know what to do. They are there to help. So if you're a member, get in touch with them. Likewise, there's the Ivers Academy. Uh, they've also got a coronavirus thing. Again, if you're a member, get in touch and uh, they should be able to help. I did a little bit of work for a creative agency based in Sheffield last week uh, and it was an audio ident for a video series uh, helping people out if you're a small business. So they're doing everything from business planning, self-employment, remote leadership, telephone answering, you know, and everything that small businesses have to deal with they're covering so it's quite a comprehensive um, video series and on top of that obviously there's the government guidance which is on the uh, government website for self-employed and the like always worth checking that out to see if you are entitled to anything there as well all the links for this will be in the show notes and they will be up on the website as well yep at makingasoundtrack.com hmm shall we go behind the scenes and uh, have a chat with some lovely people a lovely pepper. Well, we've got 222 Music uh, in the form of Daisy Cool and Tom Nettleship. Their website is 222music.co.uk. That's all words, no numbers. We have Banks and Wag, otherwise known as Chris Banks and Wag Marshall Page, www.banksandwag.com. Then we have Claire Batchelor, who's a composer. Uh, her website is claire with an i, bachelor.co.uk. 
we've got the lovely Tristan Noon returning. He's composer and orchestrator, and uh, you can find him at uh, tristannoonmusic.com. And finally, we have Laura May, music publisher. She has her own company with a marvellous roster of musicians and composers and mixers and all sorts. And her website is maymusiclimited.com. And limited is the word, not the abbreviation. Yes, all spelt out, not LTD. Yes. Okay, let's go behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Welcome, everyone, to this very special episode of Making a Soundtrack. We thought it would be a nice idea to just reflect on the current situation. There are other things out there. Uh, I'm sure lots of you have been uh, attending Michael Price's weekly coffee breaks to kind of take a temperature check of the industry and what's going on. So uh, we thought it'd be quite nice to have a more personal chat with with a few of you. So first up, we have Daisy Cool and Tom Nettleship, otherwise known as 222 Music. They are composers for films such as Home by 8.30 and Ask for Jane, documentaries such as Mumbai's Midnight Gardeners and Six-Year-Old Fears. Tom and Daisy, very, very... Very welcome. No. Very welcome. Welcome to the, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Can I ask you how the current situation has impacted your work and what kind of things have you done to adjust and maybe plan ahead hi guys thanks so much for having us yeah it's been tough it's been tough i think we are we sort of have to split it into short term and long term we primarily work in a short film feature film and documentary so at the moment we've still got work on but looking ahead Obviously, all productions have been cancelled or postponed, so there will be a point in the future when we don't actually have work. It's just impossible to say, and I think that that impossibility is definitely causing anxiety, but when we get there, we have to deal with it. I think the key thing for us right now has been that the last two weeks, obviously, personal life has had to take over. So even though we have work in, you know, we've had to budget We've had to go through all of our finances and work out exactly where we are. All of our immediate family in the UK are all vulnerable or in that at-risk category. So we've also had to step up for them. Um, you know, my mother's been in and out of hospital and she's 81. So it's just been a bit, inc- it's been a bit insane. So I'm hoping that this week we can now actually throw ourselves a bit more into work that we've actually got on our plate right now but I'm sure for everybody having to spend more time balancing personal and professional has been really tough. I'd like to welcome Banks and Wag to the podcast. How has this affected you and how are you guys trying to combat as best you can? Well we've got a few things going on at the minute. We're in a position where we've got a couple of sort of long-running projects. We've got Go Jetters that we're doing for uh, the BBC. Unfortunately, with that, we're coming up to the end of the third series. So we're just, obviously, we're all at the sort of tail end of the production. So we're kind of still continuing with the same schedule that we had before, really, with that. The only difference there is once it leaves us, it's going off to the dub. The dub is now has now shifted from Doc 10, the dubbing facility. The guy that does it has got a suite in his place, so he's able to carry on working at home. And they'll just finish 
kind of the final passes of the dub of that. They'll leave them uh, until a time when the producers can get in the same room with them. So for us, we're, we're still getting notes back on those episodes. And like I say, we're just in the, I think it's the final two now, is it Banksy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we've got Mighty Little Beam that we're doing for Netflix. And that's another one. We're, we're just into season two of that kind of midway through. And with that, we just kind of had the email one day kind of going, I don't know if you've seen the news, but in, uh, India's gone into lockdowns. So it's Indian production company. Uh, that's it. <laughs> here's here's wow. the last episode or so that, that we've, we've just finished. Uh, if you want to crack on with that and uh, we'll give you a shout at some point in the future. It seems like there's no working from home with producers or anything. They've just shut the door and left the building. So we know that there are episodes for us to come back to on that. And because it's so far into the production, one would assume that we will pick those up once they reopen the facility. But then we've got a few others. We've got a show that we did the theme tune and did some beds and whatnot for. And that, at what stage was that in, in with the production? They were filming with kids. Kids and celebrities are involved and so, so my understanding is they've shut down production for about 18 months. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, so there's that. So we've done the music for that and we're just kind of, that one's just been shelved for now. And then we've got other stuff that we've pitched on that, you know, obviously has been parked up as well that we don't know whether, you know, we're still a contender or whether, you know, so... We're sort of very fortunate, I suppose, in so much that we've still got those two long-running series that we're just coming to the end of in the next week or so. And then after that, we're kind of in that mm, uncertain bracket, I suppose, with just about everybody else. Our agents are still putting stuff our way. Would you like us to put you forward for this? And, you know, because obviously there are things that have been made that, that need music. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's so uncertain. Claire Batchelor uh, recently created the original music for The Wonderful World of Puppies for Channel 5 and lots of music syncs around the world, including Panorama, Horizon Watchdog, Mary Berry's Quick Cooking, ITV's Long Lost Family and Channel 4's Kirsty's Homemade Christmas. So how are you getting on, Claire? How's it hit you? A lot of my work is library music, production music. And I've been working on an album for, I suppose, about two months, among other things. And so I'm I'm still getting on with that at the moment. I've got some strings I need to record, so I wasn't necessarily going to get them done remotely. But now, obviously, I am. Uh, that, that's okay. It's kind of a hybrid-y sort of an album, so it doesn't necessarily need a full studio full of strings. I think quite a small ensemble will work quite well, but it's going to be somebody or a group of uh, musicians doing it remotely, I think. I'm carrying on as normal with that. I've got a documentary to do that has been in the works for quite a while. They'd Luckily, they'd shot it all, mostly edited it. So basically just about to start that. So the last couple of weeks work-wise have been kind of normal. You know, mm. working from home as usual hasn't felt that different. I think it's the next couple of months where things might change. You know, things might slow down. Because I do sort of TV pitches, advert pitches. I think adverts possibly will slow down quite a lot or non-existent. I, I, I just don't know. But what I'm really grateful for is, as a lot of us are, you know, our PRS is still going to come in in April. Hopefully it'll still come in on time in July. So that's a massive relief, really, and a good fallback, really. You know, a lot of my work is, as I say, production music. So I've been building up quite a few albums over the last few years. So that's that's good for me. But yeah, it's, it's uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen and I'm grateful of any of the help that's been put in you know mortgage holiday don't know if I'm going to do that or not but it's nice to have the option PRS have launched funding there's a self-employed scheme that you're going to be able to apply for so there's lots of things in place 
And yeah, just trying to keep busy, trying to stay positive, really. I think on the production music side, the gaps might come later on in the year. I don't think we're going to see an immediate effect, are we? Tristan, how has the current situation hit you and how are you feeling about it? Well, I think like most other people in this chat, you know, work has basically fallen off a cliff and it's just working out how to deal with that and not panic. I mean... (laughs) Anyone who knows me well will know that anxiety and panic are kind of, <laughs> you know, things I kind of resort to on a daily basis. But I mean, this time I actually feel okay about the whole thing. I think the country will find its feet at some point soon. And, uh, you know, eventually things will go back to some sort of normality. It's just finding out what to do in that period of time where everyone is really chasing their tail and not really knowing exactly what to do. The good thing about doing the sort of thing I do is that my workload is spread quite heavily across lots of different styles of work. So, you know, there's orchestration, the production music and the copying. (laughs) Sadly, kind of three quarters of that has been absolutely taken out entirely. You know, the orchestration and the copying and the music prep. So all I've really got left at this point is the production music. And that makes up roughly now about a quarter of my entire income. So as Claire said, you know, we're we're still going to get the April PRS in you know, hopefully the July and the October and December ones. But, you know, we have to really see what happens in the future. And as everyone else has touched on, there's a key word running across this whole thread, and that is uncertainty. No one really is sure what's going to happen. So it's all about kind of just following the daily changes on the news, seeing what's what's going ahead, what sort of help is being offered and and going from there, really. So I'm I'm just trying to remain positive and not worry too much as composers we're kind of in a unique position because we basically work from home and work remotely quite a lot already so you know we are the kings and queens of self-isolation and i think it's not really going to hit us at the minute because things are still going and we're getting the back end of stuff there's still a little bit of of work but it's going to dry up and there's going to be nothing and all of these new productions that are getting halted there's going to be a big gap and like you say you know the prs is still coming through but if you're based more on the stuff that you're putting on tv rather than library stuff then there's also going to be in the future a gap to that prs payment as well so i think what we're going to see is a delayed effect it's going to hit people a bit later yeah absolutely and also i think one thing to bear in mind that does slightly bother me a bit in the back of my mind is that when everything does eventually get going again (laughs) i would imagine people in that this time are just turning all their focus to production music because that's mostly what people can be getting on with so when the time comes that everything gets back to normal there's just going to be an absolute influx of production music you know in an already fairly saturated market so that is something to bear in mind and i don't know what anyone can really do about that so it's pointless worrying about it. I think the publishers will kind of take care of that. I mean, I don't think they're going to, they're certainly not going to be releasing more music. So I don't know if that will be so much of an influx. What I thought you were going to say is when everything gets back to normal, everyone's going to want me to orchestrate absolutely everything all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully. (laughs) Now might be a good time to bring Laura in. Laura, you're a publisher. May Music Limited is your company. So how do you see this? How is this affecting your work? A similar thing, really, in that I'm actually a little bit more concerned about what happens next year. As you know, this is like a fledgling business. I set up like maybe two years, two and a half years ago. And at the beginning of the year, I was super optimistic. 2020 was going to be my year. The cancellation of South By was kind of the first big shock because I've got an eight-piece ska band that I look after. 
and they were supposed to be going. And so my developing writers that are all artists, all their live shows are cancelled and that's going to have like quite a big effect on how their careers were going to develop over 2020. And that's kind of my concern at the moment because I can't really do all the press and all the PR and everything that I'd intended to help them with isn't something uh, we can do and all their release plans are kind of changing. A lot of my writers are actually artists as well, just to clarify. So I help them that are self-releasing. So I help them on a little bit of label things as well. In terms of me personally, I'm the same as you. Everything's carrying on as normal, apart from the fact I'm home. I'm normally out at an event sort of three or four times a week and I meet probably three or four new people a week and I'm not doing any of that. And that's it. And again, that will have a knock-on effect because all the people that I may have met at Great Escape this year, they normally turn into really good leads and contacts in sort of the following months and those kind of events aren't happening. So the growth of my business kind of stalled a little bit. On the plus side, I've got plenty of time to sit, catalogue my library, tag it. <laughs> There's a sync event that's virtually streaming today that AIM have organised, so it's still a good chance to sort of learn more, make more connections that way, and get everything ready and catch up on all those things that needed to be done. Metadata is really boring, but I need to sort it out. Once everything's in order, then I'm fully prepped. Once we're all let out to kind of go full force and meet everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a, a good time actually to reflect on what you're doing and, and get that lower half of the to-do list done. But also, now we've gone round everybody, I wouldn't mind reflecting a little bit on how it's affected us personally as well. You know, Although, as Dan, you said, we are at home, we are the perfect self-isolators anyway as composers. I am just starting a series at the moment and I have maybe two weeks of animation to score. So I'm relatively unaffected there. So I've, I've been still going full time, but I've not seen my family or friends more more than in the last week <laughs> you know the whatsapp's been binging every two seconds with funny little videos and everyone trying to cheer everyone else up i've had constant video calls with people to the point where i found it a little bit overwhelming you know i had to uh, start muting group chats and and things like that as we know writing music you need a real focus for that so i was wondering how everyone else has been coping on a kind of a personal level with everything. I'd like to speak about that. I mean, I think what we found is that essentially we're all suffering a sort of bereavement, a sort of a loss, not only of our freedom, a loss of a lot of our work, and also a loss not only of, of being able to go out, but a loss of our own time because some of us will be checking in on elderly parents, some of us will be trying to homeschool children with the other hand. I think none of us should feel too guilty that in this time of, of sort of anxiety and of not being sure, you know, uncertainty, we're not necessarily at our most creative. And so I intend to sort of go pretty easy on myself and not worry about getting too much done in any one day. I want to check in on fellow muso mates, check that they're sort of not going insane and setting myself. So my, my goal during this turbulent time is to set myself very small and very achievable goals every day. So I've got two kids next door sort of getting on with their work. So I'm going to have to check through their maths. Anyone who's ever done their own accounts will know is uh, <laughs> it's going to take me most of the day. Um, so my intention is to really work about four or five hours a day and have a little timetable. So I get up, I do my Joe Wicks exercises at nine o'clock in the morning and then have some sort of goal that I can easily achieve by the end of the day. So like uh, Laura was saying, it could be backing up my computer, getting some of my accounts done, creating or updating my website, updating my IMDB, updating software, downloading free Spitfire labs, learning how to use my own software that I bought and hadn't properly investigated <laughs> because I, you know, 
when you get thrown into a job, you're like, oh, I really should have worked out how key switches work on all these Spitfire samples. But all right, I'm just going to sort of wing it, create my own samples. You know, there's loads of little things you can do. Set yourself little projects. It might be that slowly over the course of the weeks, I try and write some production tracks. And even if they don't get picked up, maybe I can cannibalise them for future commissions. Maybe I can score some YouTube clips with the sound down. Maybe I can learn orchestration. I see Lorne Balfour's put up on his Twitter some of his scores and MIDI files from uh, his Dark Materials. So look through them and sort of try and recreate them using samples I've got to try and get my orchestration a bit better. Little things. And on a basic, basic level, I'll think of it as an achievement if I've listened to a podcast like this one or Soda Jerker or watched Michael Price's Composer Coffee Break or reconnected with musicians with a view to perhaps collaborating in the future. Something that so by the time sort of three o'clock comes around, which is the end of school, as we all know, I feel like, okay, I've done something. I can tick something off my list for the day. And that's the way that we're going to sustain ourselves. This is the good news story of this time. We can not work as hard. We can get those jobs done that we always needed to do and and hadn't done because of other pressures. So that when the time passes, and it will pass, we're physically and mentally ready to be super busy again. Yeah, couldn't agree more. We also have two kids at, at home that we're attempting to school, which is proving lots of fun. And we, we decided to make a timetable for them, which was the standard school timetable. But it starts with PE. So again, Joe Wicks. We do that. Then they do a bit of reading and so on and so forth until eventually it gets to three o'clock. But we also did a, a routine for ourselves while we were planning that as well. I think routines are brilliant for making things that aren't normal seem normal. Like you, you know, come three o'clock, the end of school, we're kind of trying to finish as early as possible so that then we can do other things, all the little bits around the house that we haven't had chance to finish off and do and just try and get those done. Just small little tasks, Mm. just small little things. It's making bite-sized chunks so that you can just go, actually, tick, done that, brilliant, I feel great. As uh, Banks mentioned as well, it's this the routine, isn't it? Trying to get back into some kind of routine, whether it's for personal stuff or work stuff. Daisy and Tom, I see you all over social media all the time. I don't know quite how you do it. There's two of us. But all really good quality posts. And you are always bigging up other composers and other people in the industry, trying to shine a spotlight on everyone. How are you finding the posting and the Instagram, keeping that positivity going? Hit and miss, up and down. As you guys were saying, it's small things because it can feel like our entire world is out of our control right now. So it's finding the things which you can control. And a major part of that is kindness. And we've really been overwhelmed with people that we work with, some of whom are close friends, some of whom are not, just approaching us with incredible kindness. And it's, you know, it's been incredibly moving and emotional. And Things that we can control as artists are sharing other people's work. And it really takes no effort. It takes absolutely no effort to share somebody else's work. I think if we can all do that daily, as well as finding small tasks, like like you guys were saying, like admin related tasks, we're like, cool, I've achieved that. But also when you are feeling your worst, doing something nice for somebody else is a incredibly soothing and helpful So I think if all daily we could share one person's work and get it out to wider population, whether that's through social media or whether that's popping a link to ideally purchase someone's work or if not, then stream it in one of your many WhatsApp groups. You know, you've done something really good and it could really help someone else. 
Totally agree with that. I think yeah. it's easy. The other thing is that there's so much content because people are putting things up there now. I don't know what everyone else is like. If, I've, if I'm doing something and I'm working on something and it does take it out of you and creatively you, you get very low, it's very difficult to do anything new. But then when you hear all this stuff that's being produced by other people, you know that spark inside you gets lit again and you suddenly, oh yeah, brilliant. I did that Tinker Tuesdays thing for a whole year. So that was 52, one a week of stupid noise-making videos on YouTube. And by the end of it, I was totally and utterly spent because I didn't realize how much effort it took to make a video and upload it to YouTube. But I spoke to Gareth about it. You know, literally that was it, stopped. And then like two weeks later, because I'd stopped that, all of a sudden I had all this free time. So I found myself literally going and listening to old records that I hadn't listened to in ages and finding also, again, Instagram's brilliant for this. I love Instagram because the community seems to be much more positive on there, but finding things on Instagram. So people start, you know, I post loads of stupid pictures of my children. Sorry, my synths. (laughs) (laughs) Get lots of followers because, you know, everybody likes old synths. But I found loads and loads of people through that, you know, so-and-so follows you, you have a look. Oh, they're interesting. Follow them back. So my Instagram is just full of music all the time. And it's just so inspiring. And I think sometimes it's okay to just say, actually, I can't create anything, but there are loads of other people who are creating things, creating wonderful Mm. things. And I think it's really important that we, I mean, we've all said this, but I think it bears repeating that it's okay to not come up with the most amazing piece you've ever written in your whole life just because you're now at home. It's fine. If you can't do that, you're not failing. And I think one thing that we put out a lot, I mean, you say it's positivity, but we also try and put out honesty and authenticity in that if we're having a crap day and we're struggling, we say that because it's really important for everybody to know that they're not a failure and that everybody else is going through the exact same thing as you. And just to address what uh, Daisy is saying as well, which is uh, a lot of the time when we're working on music, we're treating music as work and since the wake of this pandemic Daisy and I are now treating it as a therapeutic exercise which I understand is a privileged position for us to be in because we live together but we're starting to play together something we haven't done in four or five years and it's it's proving really helpful for our mentality that's kind of really helping us in being able to kind of like put things out there give ourselves the ability to just, I don't know, raise the mood levels a little bit as well, even if it is a Watson all recording, which they all are so far, aren't they? And I think we're just going to continue doing that. And I hope that people out on Instagram are going to continue doing the same thing. I love what you're doing, Dan. Every time you pick up a guitar, it always brings a smile to my face, or if you're plonking around on The Simpsons, <laughs> it's good fun. That's a really good point there, Tom. I've noticed, I don't know how many of you are doing this, but there's an increase in collaborations, you know, especially with production music. Composers are getting together. You know, you can record remotely. Uh, you can work on stuff. Dan and I did this Making Soundtrack album, which um, it will be mixed soon. It will be mixed, <laughs> honest. I, I may have some time now. We've seen just from that how easy it can be done. Get a shared folder, get on zoom or skype talk about your tracks beforehand and what you want to do and then just bat it back and forth it's a really good way of of not only getting inspired and getting writing but also being accountable to each other as well well this is the way that wag and i have been working for about seven or eight years actually i mean you know 
whilst we provide a united front online and uh, at the one showbiz party we ever get invited to, we tend to be sort of doing long distance for various reasons, but it's worked with us juggling our own schedules and also having a second pair of ears fresh onto to whatever it is you're producing. And also to have someone to G you up when you're feeling like, am I any good anymore? It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is all right. Although sometimes the answer is no. <laughs> oh, you're right. And when the answer is no, we're very curt about it. And that's the other thing, because we work together for so long, you know, there's no beating about the bush. It's like, nah, <laughs> start again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's quicker sometimes just a blank slate. I have the same relationship with my youngest brother, Sam. We did about eight years of stuff together. And that was very much, you know, feel free to say, if you think this is a piece of music, just tell me. And uh, and we would. Also, when you work with someone, it doesn't matter about the distance. When you work with someone for a long time, you get a shorthand. And that shorthand just yeah. saves you hours and hours of that. Oh, my God, is this cue working? You're by yourself. Nobody can tell you. But then quickly send it over. And they go, yeah, that's working. Just lose the bongos. That's a good note for all pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is every day of our life. It's, it's character building living with Daisy. Come on, is this cue any good? <laughs> Tom is making a face. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, though. It's, it's about, you know, for me, it's about uh, keeping things fun. When it became apparent that we were heading towards something pretty serious, I had my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed and everybody was getting hysterical. I was watching way too much news and uh, I was kind of starting to freak out. And I had a day of just I could feel the panic attacks I've, I've had this sort of thing in the past and, and I'm familiar with that pressure and I was like oh god here we go again and it was actually speaking to Banksy and, and he was like ah, <laughs> I'm seeing this as a positive thing I'm staying pretty upbeat and I'm like okay well it, you're pretty well measured and if, if if you are then I can do this too and it was by getting rid of Twitter right that is you know like you're saying Dan uh, Instagram is a very positive kind of creative uh, environment get rid of twitter because that is just trolls and angry people facebook is just people with crazy theories and kind of going oh my mate's uh, my mate's cousin's vet's doctor said that this is definitely the way we're going it's like get rid of that check the news when i get up in the morning check in with bojo's five o'clock press conference so you know where we're at for the end of the day and then just park all that other stuff up and <laughs> you're gonna say just party <laughs> just party. <laughs> but, um, you know, obviously we've had the bits of work that we've had. But other than that, I've never played the guitar more, I, I think, since I was a teenager. Playing that just for fun. My kids, I'm, you know, we've got the structure thing going on. And myself and my wife have taken them for various lessons. We've got relatives that we're farming out stuff on WhatsApp or Zoom, getting them to do a history lesson or an art class or whatever. So for the music lesson, I'm just going over kind of music history, teaching them how to scratch. I don't know how to do it with a turntable, teaching them about, <laughs> you know, hip hop and stuff. And as we, we learn these things, we'll go, OK, this is, say, Run DMC and Beastie Boys. Let's write a like a New York, a vintage kind of New York hip hop kind of track and just making it fun. And, and we're doing it together. I'm not having to teach them an instrument or something. So it's not like a hardship for me. It's just fun. And I'm learning stuff as well. 
and it's kind of falling in love with music again because you do get into that daily grind where you, you you do enjoy it and you know it's a privileged situation that you're in to be working at the level that we're working but it does become a bit of a daily grind and you sort of clock off at a mm. certain time and it's like right and I'll return to that in the morning it is the nine to five but I've totally just rediscovered it and it's really fun again and it's it's just great there's so much good coming out of this for all the darkness that is there in the background yeah you take everything for granted usually and it's you really sink it's like I feel like I'm Spider-Man almost I've got these heightened senses and I'm much more appreciative of health of how we get our food and and not overbuying stuff because we can't wholesome family time and and just really looking at what's going on and, and looking at my kids kind of having fun and rather than just being like oh I've had an exhausting day in the studio and they're going, join in with this. I'm, I'm tired. I just got to send some emails. Just tight, you know, it's get involved and, and have some fun. Definitely. Definitely. Kids are a, a tonic. I think being positive as well for them is important. So we did the same thing. Basically, don't look at the news unless I get a really, really big urge to. One thing I, sorry to interrupt, but there's one thing I changed actually was instead of putting the news on in the morning and going through your phone and checking the news, check it maybe 5 p.m. like Wag was saying and I found my day was a whole lot more positive because I just wasn't watching the news all the time I use my other half as a filter so she she will look at it and then she will tell me the bits that I need to know and the rest of it I don't (laughs) wag I'm exactly the same you know you've been working all day and then the kids are at home and you go downstairs and they're like oh we're hungry we've got nothing to do and you're like oh for god's sake I've still got loads to do and you're like that but now it's kind of like three o'clock go downstairs and the kids are like oh god come on let's turn this off let's go outside and play one of my (laughs) kids made up an absolutely horrific game the other day that we went outside and played but it was hilarious we basically just chased each other around the garden for like it was like nearly two hours and it was amazing and I loved it but it was called Granny and my eight year old was sat there right my eight year old was sat there with a uh, cricket bat and a, one of those sort of surfboards, the, the boogie board things, and she was banging it and scraping it. And she goes, I'm just getting rid of the blood from my chopping board because yeah. I am a cannibal granny. That was it. We just were running around the garden. I no mean, one calls social services. Yeah, no one calls social <laughs> services. Yeah. Or your granny. Or grannies. You start yeah, for production music inspiration. I think Cannibal Granny is a great name for a track. Cannibal Granny. That's Cannibal the, Granny. Listen, I've got it, guys. Granable. <laughs> Granable. Oh. Oh. Um, and of course, for, there are some people in the world who don't have children also. And of course, getting together online and, and uh, reacquainting yourself with old bandmates and, and doing quiz nights and doing those sort of things, that can also be a good release at the end of the day. We had a virtual dinner party on Saturday, some friends we were meant to be seeing, and we had a laptop in the kitchen where we were cooking the same thing. And then another one in the dining room, we sat and ate together. That's yeah, awesome. it was really fun. It was good. Actually, at the end of the night, because I, I just live with my husband, we don't have any kids or anything. We really didn't feel like we'd just been the two of us. We really felt like we'd seen them. And you feel like you've had that social interaction, even though they're two hours away. Absolutely. I did a virtual pub night on Thursday and probably shouldn't have done the Joe Wicks on the Friday morning. <laughs> Got lost on the way home again. <laughs> can, can I ask, who is Joe Wicks? Uh, He's the richest man in the UK at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Think Mr. Motivator, but from Essex. And not not very good, but very entertaining. <laughs> With equal amount of like. He's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost. Laura, can I come back to you for a moment? You manage a roster of quite an eclectic mix of ska band and mixer producers, composers and all sorts. 
How are they feeling? Checked in with most of them and they're doing okay. They're uh, same as everybody else. They're sort of keeping busy. For some of them, it's not really changed. And then for others, they're busy writing, uh, sort of producing covers. (laughs) So a lot of them are doing that and they're just uh, working. The releases... They're still working on them because there's no reason why they shouldn't still be released. Nick Deep, who I look after, are due to go do their headline tour in September. And so it's sort of fingers crossed that that'll still happen. Heather Fennity, who I look after, she's still working on a couple of short films at the moment. And her film that was released at the end of last year actually comes out on DVD this week. So it's kind of, there's still good things that are happening and it's still sort of Mm. plodding along. Um, I'd say it's probably a good opportunity for all of them to nag their publisher to make sure that they're paying them all their money. That's just... <laughs> 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 this is, um, I'm a bit of a, a money finder, so I'm always looking for money where I can. And it is a really good opportunity just to have a look at your statements and, and make sure that everything's there. Uh, so it's just kind of those things, really. They're all, for the bands, it's the most difficult because their live is gone. But most of my roster are like me and we have a second job that we do. <laughs> so I, I have another job where I do royalty accounting and, and money finding for people. And, and they're much the same where they're doing other bits and pieces as well. So they're sort of dividing their time. The one thing I did notice, I also had a virtual lunch. I'm part of a Girls in Music United networking group. We had a virtual lunch on Friday and it became apparent that two of them, a little note went round, and it was just like, thanks guys. Didn't realise how much we needed it. So it's kind of, and now it's in place for every Friday. So it's kind of, it it was really good. It was kind of, and and anyone can join. And that actually made me a bit more make sure that I actually checked in with all of my writers then over the weekend to make sure that they're all doing okay. Because it's already a very isolating job. I am personally really missing social interaction with people. I sort of meet so many people usually. It's something I really enjoy doing. It's something I really built into my business. So it's it's difficult, but I have a lot of video chats. I'm still signing writers. <laughs> so it's still, a couple of deals have still happened. So sort of business is still going. Just it's the uncertainty. But yeah, yeah. Everyone, they're all good. I, I haven't heard any bad things just yet yeah. that I felt through. But again, it's sort of, I think the longer this goes on, it's sort of that, that might change. But just trying to stay positive for everybody at the moment. Well, there are weird positives, aren't there? That, that and, and you almost feel guilty for feeling positive about something when the world's falling down. But that's absolutely great and good advice, actually, to check in with people who do what you do, just to make the world feel a bit more together and to know that you're not going through things on your own. Just like you say, I've got a friend who recently separated from her husband. She moved to London and she's just now living on her own and she was looking forward to starting her new life. And now she has been isolated at home on her own and it's just not the way she wanted to start her fresh life. Mm. So it's kind of just making sure that she's okay and, and again... Again, I don't have any children. My husband's now at home, so he's a bit of a distraction. So it's trying to keep him out of the office. (laughs) (laughs) Get him to make you a cup of tea. I have got a steady stream of tea coming in, so that's a good thing. (laughs) I could see Dan's eyes light up there. Tea. The the very mention of tea. Oh, yes. (laughs) Thank you ever so much, everyone, for, for joining us. I hope that people listening will take some of that advice, connect with people and just try and stay positive. It is going to end at some point. We are all going to be back in demand and doing... Do we end on a song? (laughs) We can. Oh. Which one would you like to do? I'd like to teach the world. No, okay. That's so weird. I was just thinking of that song as well. (laughs) On Zoom, 45-minute lessons with Banks. With with latency. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tom and Daisy, where can people find you? So you can find both of us together on Instagram and Twitter at TWO22Music or separately we pop up as well, but you can find us via 222Music. And your website? 222Music.com. All letters. And the uh, the mighty Banks and the mighty Wag, where can we find you? Um, we can be found as Banks and Wag on Twitter or Banks and Wag on Instagram. Uh, don't get those the wrong way around. Uh, it's a terrible spoonerism. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, where can we find you? On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Claire Composer, which is C-L-A-I-R-E, Composer. And my website is www.clairebachelor.co.uk. Tristan, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Noon With A Tune. And on my website, you can find me at www.tristannewmusic.com. Laura, where can we find you? I think I'm everywhere, uh, Instagram and Facebook. And my website is maymusiclimited.com. And it's maymusiclimited. And the limited is all spelled out. Because this is a special episode, I don't suppose... Well, we've talked about uh, Simon's recommendations and Frank's recommendations, so yeah, those essentially were our notes. But we haven't got anything particular uh, apart from to say that we are working on Series 2. We're not going to make this a regular thing for now, but we no. are working on it. We are, yeah. Hopefully, we will be back in the autumn. Yeah. It's, I'm really excited, actually, because it's not, here's a little clue, we're not making an, another album, because we've done no. that. We wanted to do something completely different. And it is completely different. It really is. But it's still very much making a soundtrack. Yeah. So uh, that's really exciting. So just to reassure you. Still got great guests. Yeah, absolutely. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch via the website or personal DMs, Dan's Arise. Dan's yep. Arise? Dan's your eyes. Dan's your eyes. Dan's your eyes, man. Uh, <laughs> we'd also be happy to have a cuppa and a chat on Zoom or Skype or however you see your friends. Or the new platform, Dan's your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be a stranger. No, our, our virtual doors are always open. Absolutely. Okay, is uh, that a wrap? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll hopefully see you soon. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.